Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here, host of the show, and uh, today being a brand new start to a brand new week, Monday the 8th of February 2021. And wherever you are in the world, I trust you've enjoyed a really great weekend, a restful weekend, a productive weekend with whatever you got up to, and looking forward to a huge week this week uh, in sales and certainly in your leadership as we, t- as we move forward on a quest to become that exceptional sales leader. And as we start the new week, I've got a few questions I'd like to ask because uh, I posted this on LinkedIn last night and it's something that uh, I've come to come to realize over the years and the more research I do, the more I understand that this is actually true and that is that our team is and always will be a reflection of us as a leader. So here's some questions to think about and this is, this is a topic that a lot of leaders either like to brush off as saying, no, that can't possibly be true or they deflect because they don't necessarily want to be seen to be responsible for, I guess, the team and where they're at and the performance. And uh, I've seen time and time again, though, that uh, no matter which way you want to look at it, no matter which way you want to cut it, this happens time and time again, that your team is a reflection of you. So here's some questions to contemplate as we begin the week. And just think about these in terms of your planning and where you think your team's at, because whilst there may well be some things you need to help them work on, Ultimately, what it comes down to is there's probably going to be some things that we as leaders need to work on first so that we can actually now pass that forward and pay it forward to our team and help them lift their capability. But it does start with us, and I'll I'll talk about that in a second as well. So as a leader right now, if you look at your team, are you satisfied? Not so much, let's not talk about results per se, because results will be the scoreboard. But I I want to focus more on, are you satisfied with the level of effort? So if you think about discretionary effort, is your team putting in the effort that you believe is necessary in order to give you guys give yourselves the chance of achieving the results you want to hit? Now, whether that be the, the quarterly target or the monthly target or even a target this week you might have set for your team, are they putting in the effort uh, to give themselves the opportunity to get that, right? What's the output like? Uh, are they taking it, are they taking uh, taking it slowly or are they do they have a sense of urgency? This is an indicator in terms of what their aptitude is like in terms of their appetite for either hunt, but also for the game and ultimately for the for the result they're trying to drive. So if you're not satisfied, then the question we've got to ask ourselves is, okay, what am I doing or not doing that's leading these guys to make decisions to not go as hard as I know they can or as hard as I want them to? So that's the first question. Are you satisfied with the level of effort and output for your team? The second question is, are they making every single post a winner? Are they looking for opportunities? Are they, no matter what's happening in the marketplace, no matter what's happening with their conversations, are they looking at that as a seed of an opportunity to get better and using that as a platform to improve? So are they committed to making progress and are they committed to making tangible value and creating tangible value for their existing customers but also starting to do that for potential customers as a way of building that integrity, building that character, building that uh, credibility to the point where the more they do that, they will get into a rhythm and the customers will just naturally want to continue to dialogue, have dialogue with them and ultimately start to do business with them. Um, so are they are they continuing to make progress and looking at every making every single post a winner? Or 
Are they taking shortcuts? Are they not putting in the effort that you, that you know you, they should and that they ultimately know they should? And are, are there some massive gaps? Are there some massive gaps for improvement? And with those gaps, are there those excuses that are coming to the fore to justify their position or justify, in some cases, the, the non-performance or the poor performance? Either way, no matter what's happening, what, no matter what's playing out in front of you, this is a, this is a challenge that a lot of leaders uh, have to face, but a lot of leaders don't like facing them. And many leaders either don't understand or they don't accept that this actually applies to every single aspect of their leadership. And that is the team, your team, is going to be a reflection of you. Always has been, always will be. And whatever's happening in your team is a reflection of you because it's something you're doing or not doing that is playing out in that team to the point where they're either hitting hitting every single goal and doing everything they, they can to hit that goal and moving forward in a positive positive way and the vibe is great, hence the culture is fantastic. That is a reflection of you. But conversely, if they're, if they're making excuses and if they're cutting corners and not necessarily doing the things they know they should be, then guess what? There's something that you're doing also that is consistent with that, which is playing out in the team. Now, for a lot of leaders, this is very, very difficult to understand. And a lot of people will just throw this away and say, no, that, that can't be true because I that, it just can't be true. Well, I've seen it happen hundreds, if not thousands of times. And the more I research I do this, the more I see that this actually does play out. And you just have to look at things like uh, sporting, of course, sporting codes. Now, you can argue that, okay, we, when, when a sporting team, for example, is not playing very well, it's very hard to sack the team, right? You can't get rid of the whole team. So the, the scapegoat is always going to be the coach. But if you look at it, the team is not playing well because of something the coach that is doing is doing or not doing, i.e. they haven't put the right strategy in place, they haven't put the right tactics in place, the game plan is not necessarily uh, up to scratch in terms of where the competition's at. Uh, they're not competitive, or a lot of it's got to do with aptitude or attitude. And unfortunately, I've seen a lot of leaders make excuses as to why their team is not at the mark that they know they should be, or the, the business expects them to be, or the sporting team expects them to be. So it's something that as leaders, we really need to understand and really dial in on and get really granular about this, because it does play out time and time again. And a classic example, this wasn't a client, but um, a sales leader that I had been dealing with oh, probably about two and a half years ago thought that the best way to lead his team was to not be present. So he would literally work, uh, well, he'd work hard, but he'd work hard based on managing upwards, managing spreadsheets, uh, managing all the forecasting, didn't want to go and see customers, didn't really invest time in his team, but he thought because he was a leader, uh, he thought he was um, he was leading a great team. And over a period of six months, the results of the team started to significantly go downwards. And when we when we looked at it, one of the key reasons was this person was not spending any time investing in the development of his team, nor was he spending time face to face with his team to help them through challenges, to help them develop some strategy, to help open some doors either within the organisation or certainly within the industry that would help them uh, further uh, further explore opportunities and hopefully get opportunities to the point where they were more highly qualified. Um, and so when it was asked of him, what was he doing? We looked at uh, his, I guess, his diary and his process. We found that he was he was a leader that was literally missing in action. And he didn't understand that his team was now becoming a direct reflection of him. So all of a sudden, his team started to be, quote-unquote, missing in action. So they stopped going out and visiting customers and key partners on a regular basis. So they started doing more spreadsheet analysis. They started doing more forecasting. They literally became desk-bound. And every now and then, one of them would jump up and say, I'm going to go and see a customer. And the other thought, oh, what are you doing? 
And so over a period of six months, the whole psyche of that team, the whole culture of that team changed because the leader had created an impression and had created the culture where their team was now becoming an absolute reflection of them. What also happened was the engagement within the team wasn't anywhere near where it could have been as well. So they stopped collaborating, they stopped sharing information, and there was no longer a competitive, uh, a healthy competitive environment. It was now every, literally every person for himself. And the only reason this happened was the leader made a decision thinking that uh, leading, leading from, the, from the office, from behind a desk, from behind a computer, was the best way to do that, and uh, it certainly didn't work out. Now, thankfully, we um, <laughs> thankfully you had some good people around him that were put in place to help turn this around. And hey, it took a little bit of time, but eventually uh, he he saw the light, if you like, and started to think about the key things that he needed to do in order to win back the respect of not only his peers but his senior leaders, but also more importantly his team. And uh, thankfully today he's he's back on back on track. And I must say, one of the biggest advocates of this concept of the team becomes a reflection of the leader because he, when he realized that uh, what he had been doing was now playing out in front of him in, in terms of the performance of his, he was at, of his team, he was absolutely gobsmacked because he realized that it applied to absolutely every aspect of, of what he was doing, but also what the team was doing in terms of whether it be planning, whether it be tactics, whether it be developing strategy, behaviors, and more importantly, the attitude. And so the simple question that he asked himself that uh, he needed to answer was, am I being the model of excellence that I want to see in my team? Now, once you've grasped this concept that the team is a reflection of you, you've got to start thinking about, well, okay, what is the example I want to be setting? It's one thing to talk a good game. It's another thing entirely to walk a good game. And so what is the example you want to be able to set? Are you want to be somebody who's known for being approachable, being visible, always walking slowly through the crowd, not necessarily having to have an agenda per se, but being willing to have those conversations with your team, to encourage them, to get feedback from them, to give feedback, just to just to plant more seeds and help them along their way to, to hopefully becoming exceptional in what they do which ultimately will make you exceptional in what you do as well because it all, it all works that way. And so one of the key things is as a, as a leader, we've really got to sit down and think about, okay, what does the model of excellence actually look like? So what are the things that need to be put in place uh, that you need to do on a daily basis that will enable you to get the very best out of your team and knowing that your team will be a reflection of you. So this means not prioritizing uh, little tasks that perhaps are going to be beneficial to you, but prioritizing things for the team. It's looking for the little sacrifices you need to make for the betterment of the team so you can start serving your team. It's being visible, as I said. It's being a person who is present and listening to your team, giving feedback, asking questions, uh, setting some little benchmarks, setting some little competitions, always being approachable and being uh, available to, at, well, sometimes on short notice, to, to help your team through either a challenging uh, customer situation or maybe a planning situation. Whatever it is for you, whatever it is for your team, you need to decide as a leader, what is the example that I need to be for my for my team? What sort of an example do I need to set for the team so that they can maximize the opportunities in front of them and we can maximize our opportunities to be successful? Now, whatever that is for you, you need to think about and then decide on being that. So what is that example? Learning how you can actually walk the talk, not spending time in your in your office with your with your laptop doing doing spreadsheets, unless that's going to be moving the dial significantly forward. But I can guarantee you, based on experience, that is not the case uh, nine times out of ten. So what is that example? Who do you need to be every single day? 
Uh, and if you can do that, what you'll see is you'll start to see those behaviors literally play out right before your eyes. And that's the key to great leadership. And it's certainly the key to servant leadership, knowing that your team is a reflection of you. So decide as we begin this week, decide to be the best example you can possibly be. And always ask yourself the question with everything that you're doing. Is this right now the very best use of my time? And will this move the dial forward for my team? But in me doing this right now, will this set the example that I want to set for my team moving forward? So that's the key question for today. Think about your team is a reflection of you. So if that's the case, what is it that you want them to be reflecting back to you? And you start thinking about what do I have to be? What sort of example do I have to set in order to get the things happening that I want to get happening? So I trust that message resonates. I trust you get off to a great start this week. Uh, thanks for plugging into the Exceptional Sales Letter podcast. I really appreciate you listening. And of course, a reminder before we finish off, if you are if you are committed to taking your sales leadership to the exceptional level and you know there's just another level to get to, but you're not quite sure how to make that step, then let's work one-on-one together and help you to make it to the exceptional sales letter status. Simply go to my calendar, leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, and we'll set up a Zoom call and have a conversation. So with that said, hope you get off to a fantastic start, and I look forward to talking to you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.